The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. That's Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. We are your Minutia Men. Uh, we fit all the qualifications. We are men, and we like Minutia. Uh, Do you need to have anything well, more than that to be on this show? No, you, we, we, like you say, and and we don't just like minutia, Rick. I think it's a, um, it's a calling. It a pen, a, a calling or what? What is it when it's like in your soul? Is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I don't really have anything else in my soul other than worthless information. Yeah, but yeah, it's calling. It's a reason for being. You know, uh, you know how like an artist will say, "Well, if I can't paint, I'd just rather die." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what we are with with minutia um but just in case feel- there's a higher power listening we would not rather die <laughs> good yeah you know what um i don't think a lot of people are listening to the podcast but i'm pretty sure he's not listening <laughs> he's listening to everything dave um are you feeling better today should we tell the listening audience we're we're we're, we're recording this uh, episode on thursday we usually record it on wednesday yeah. we had a little well, ricky had a little issue yesterday ricky you want to tell well power went out in my house i and, right. I and we record this uh through a mixing board in my home and because i had no power we couldn't record it end of story uh and you didn't feel comfortable walking up or climbing up the pole <laughs> well <laughs> All right, so there's a little more to the story. The power then did come back on at like 2.30 or 3. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Dave tried to do the podcast at that time, but uh, uh, he, Dave discovered something important about me, and that um, is I'm really tired at that time of day. <laughs> so so we, we start the podcast. Yeah. At like, it was like 3, you know, I don't know, what, 3 o'clock, right? Yeah, we got and about this far. By the way, we got about right. And yeah, then, and then you go. I'm just too tired. We got to do this tomorrow, and yeah. that was it. Yeah, that, there's yeah. no show must go on with you. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Bruce Springsteen. I'm gonna hop <laughs> on the stage, and I'm not getting off until you drag me off the stage. Either <laughs> right, that, or the- I need to take a quick little nap. <laughs> right. So you're 53, right? Almost 54. Yeah. No, you just turn. No, okay. well, let's say 53 then. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm assuming this podcast is going to run well into our sixties. Oh, easily, easily. So, so what, what's going to happen in three or four years? Are we going to have like 20 minutes to the podcast every morning and then that's it. And if we miss it, then there's just no, we well, can't do well, it. Well, maybe you need to be a little more flexible with your schedule. <laughs> you know I always true. tell you, I always tell you, we got to do it in the morning, but do you listen to me? No. You don't. Uh, you schedule uh, other things in the morning as if that's more important, and and then this happens. All right. Well, it's now almost noon. Yeah. How much time do? What is the window closing already? We got about forty-five minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, let, let's let's light this candle then. <laughs> but I'm right? feeling pretty good. I'm feel. I can give you. I think I can give you a solid twenty-two. Oh, you know what? Here, I've got uh, I've got a little audio for you. Hang on a second. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. All right. 22 minutes starting now. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, have you uh, have you been keeping up with this scary clown thing that is happening in America? Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I read uh, about it this morning in the Washington Post. It's in the paper. So 
Um, this is a perfect example of what's wrong with America. Uh, an innocent little prank. Okay, it started, I would imagine, like six months ago or so, a couple of guys dressed up as scary clowns because they thought, hey, this would be kind of funny. It's wacky. It was a zany thing, right? Yeah. Uh, There maybe maybe they had smoked some marijuana or or, you know, and they're like, let's let's dress up as uh, scary clowns. We'll go to the woods. We'll wave to pass it, you know, passing motorists and we'll maybe we'll get on the news. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. You know, it's it's a wacky little thing. Um, Well. Someone saw that it went viral and now all these people are replicating it, right? All these scary clowns, but they're taking it a step further and they're actually doing mean things. These scary clowns. Yeah. They're robbing banks. Right. They're, you know, (laughs) right. right. Knocking over convenience stores, you know, that's not cool. That is not clown behavior. (laughs) Clowns are, are just killers. Well, and so they're totally ruining the the, the wacky, creepy clown shtick for yeah. this guy, for these two guys. Um, and I, I read a story that is really making me mad. An 18-year-old woman from Redding, um, Ohio. Okay. She, I'll read you the headline, woman late for work and she lies about a clown attacking her. Okay. So police say that an 18-year-old Ohio woman, they don't give her, they don't uh, say her name, lied about being attacked by a knife-wielding clown as an excuse for being late for work, okay? Um, now, I admire her go big or go home excuse. Sure. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I've uh, always been a big believer in, you know, the more ridiculous it is, the more likely it is to be believed because who in the world would make that up otherwise, right? It, right. And, and she actually, and I... And I, uh, if she came home and if she can't, if if she was my employee and she came in and said that I would have believed her. Well, what she also did is she made a cut on her thumb. She like gouged her thumb with a, with a knife to, to say, look, here's my wound and it's bleeding and everything that that might've blown it right there because everyone knows clowns go right for the heart. (laughs) Uh, well, you, you got to admire her for committing to the shtick, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, whatever happened to just calling in sick like with a cold make is this it up what, so is this the part that makes you mad what makes you mad that that she's besmirching clowns or that she's not good enough at making excuses um i think it's twofold i think i think yes i think i think her screwing up and giving the creepy clowns a bad name when they don't deserve it and the fact that she just that she it can't like can't make a nasal congestion can't she can't fake nasal a sinus infection? I mean, I could do it. I could do it on a second. You want to hear it? Well, see, you're not faking it. You have it 24 hours a day, no. 365 well, days a year. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, now you sound like Bill Clinton. <laughs> I did not have sex with that woman. Now here's 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 Bill Clinton with a cold. I did not have sex with that woman. <laughs> that is that is fantastic. <laughs> do you that, like that? That is the best impersonation you've ever done. But and the, maybe the first ever Bill Clinton cold Bill Clinton with a cold <laughs> impersonation. Uh, Hil- Excellent, Hil- Hillary. How's your pneumonia? I'm not feeling very good right now. <laughs> you like the wheezing? That's How was good. The wheezing? That's really yeah. good. Oh, I would when I was working at Case Paper, I would flop out the I would flop out the fake sinus congestion twice a year, easy. So are, are you admitting to this now? Uh, do we have any listeners from Case Paper? 
And you know what? Because David what Stern, David, go back in your employee files. David right. Frank Stern. Yeah. Look Easily. him up. What's your social security yeah. number again? Uh, uh, 050. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I wish I could remember your social security right now. It, start, it starts with those three digits, doesn't it? It does. Okay. Um, yeah. But as far as excuses goes, yeah. you, my friend, are the... Are the you're the that's, queen that's the old that is that is college me that is not uh, current day me. No, I, I, hey, I just told you flat out I needed a nap yesterday. I did not <laughs> um, need an excuse. Um, why don't you tell the the, the listening audience about um, your your really profound bout with vestibulitis back in college? You're still mocking the vestibulitis. This was a real thing. I you're had mocking- vestibulitis. You're mocking my hyperextended elbow from when we went skiing. Which never happened. It, was a fake it did injury. happen. It did happen. It was a fake injury. No. Because you I never fell, wanted to ski again. That's well, the problem. I, did, I didn't want to ski again, but what I did is I went to the ski patrol, and they looked at my elbow, and, the, and one of the guys goes, that could be a hyperextended elbow. There you go. Okay. Well, that's kind of what happened with my vestibulitis. <laughs> I was on the air in Champaign. And I, I started feeling woozy, like uh, like I was going to pass out. And I, and I almost did pass out. And you and our, our friend Mike Bramble were there mm-hmm. and offered to take me to the hospital, which sounded like a good idea at the time. But I didn't realize that you guys were just kind of mocking me and you know, threw me into the car and then were taking curves You've really strong, and here I'm dizzy, trying to maintain <laughs> maintain some sense of balance. Um, then we got to the hospital, and you guys got me in a wheelchair and started doing wheelies and running me up and down the ramps. So we're the bad guy for trying to get some exercise. Yeah, you are the bad guy. Uh, You're definitely uh, the bad guy. <laughs> but so, then when I got uh, into the uh, emergency room, and they they said I had vestibulitis, which I really did have. Vestibulitis is a inner ear imbalance that causes you to have vertigo mm-hmm. and the doctor said um i asked the doctor how long do you think this will last and he said it could go up to six weeks yeah hold on i think he said something like no i think he said something like two three days but i've seen cases that could go up to six weeks okay let's say that <laughs> that's what i forgot you were actually there right, okay so right. all right so he said that <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he said. And all then right. I, but I made him write that down <laughs> on a piece of paper, signed, you know, with the doctor signature right. on the uh, emergency room form. And as we were leaving, and you guys are doing more wheelies and making my life miserable, I knew that I only had a couple of days of misery, but I had planned six weeks of not going to class after that. That was my plan. <laughs> I got a note. I got a note right here with a seal. Look, Carl <laughs> exactly. Clinic seal right here. It's it official. I'm out. <laughs> uh, so, well, let me take it from here. So, Rick, you didn't go to class for like s- six weeks, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, because you couldn't walk from your apartment to the classes. Well, right? I can't. That- I, for three or four days, I was in serious trauma. I mean, I couldn't yeah. move my head without having to vomit. It was really bad. Uh, for three or four would, days. Okay. So from from day six to day 42, you basically were just skating, right? I mean, it was, That's, you were fine. I, I mean, I, I might have been drinking too. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But 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 Rick, the genius, yeah. would still do his radio show in the afternoon <laughs> on the radio station. I had the and Jones in, man. But <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, you had to spin some tunes, right? You, yeah. You, 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 you had a Hey, that had that, a, that new Kaja Gugu song wasn't going to play itself. <laughs> Right, right, exactly. Banana Rama. <laughs> uh, so you went and did your afternoon show every day. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Feeling yeah. great, you know, <laughs> doing your radio show. But you ne- you never went to class, and then you didn't you didn't make you connect the fact that your teachers could possibly be listening to you on the radio because well, uh, you know they're grown ups. They were grown ups <laughs> who listens to the radio. Oh come on! Don't you think a thirty-year-old loves a good midnight oil? Yeah. Well, apparently they did, uh, <laughs> and they heard me, and, and I got in big trouble for that. <laughs> did, did you have to? You had to drop a couple classes. I had you? to drop two classes. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you know now that we tell the story back, and I have two children in college, I don't really find that story amusing anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. How much money did you? How much money did your little fake vestibulitis? cause uh or cost uh your your parents well the good news was i was paying for tuition myself well how much did it cost you well see i'm an idiot you know that's 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 the truth well well thank god that you have you're no longer that you no longer have vestibulitis oh thank god thank god Uh, and thank god the uh the young lady uh is not in in deep trouble for for coming up with that excuse uh, oh yeah. Well, I don't know. I, she may have gotten fired. I don't know, but, uh, but she should try vestibulitis. She should next time. <laughs> right. Cause we've got a doctor that will, will sign anything at Carl clinic and in Champaign, although he's probably retired by now. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Dave talks big and <laughs> I, I, I'm going to turn it right around on you because uh, okay. yesterday we also discovered something. We discovered that I need a nap every day, <clears throat> right? But we also discovered that Dave watches love boat okay that is not true i don't it's not like i seek it out did you Sometimes, or did you not tell me that you watched an entire episode from start to finish of love boat i did a uh, couple of days ago i was channel surfing and i see i'm you know flipping through the ch- and tom hanks's picture comes up in that you know remember in the opening credits of love boat where they would put the stars faces in what is it? The life preserver, right? Yeah, Isn't that what yeah, it uh-huh. was? Uh, and Tom Hanks with his 1978 perm or whatever it was, was in there. It's, you know, Tom Hanks with the, with the love boat lettering. And I'm like, all right, well, how bad can this be? You know, I'm going to watch Tom Hanks on a love boat. This, this is going to be fun. This will, I'll, I'll kill 45 minutes. I don't know what the kids were doing. I mean, I actually, I, I, I really don't know. I never have 45 minutes to spend. And I did. And so I watched the love boat and Nipsey Russell was on it. Oh, he's actually he he was famous for his poetry, if I remember right. Yes, um, uh, Vic Tabak, Mel. From oh, Alice. from Alice, yeah, right. Uh, Doris Roberts from Everyone Loves Raymond. She was on it. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, couple of guys that I can't really remember, but they were seventies character actors that if you saw, you would you would know. Uh, but what I did discover that Love Boat is god awful. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean the writing was just absolutely horrible, and and they actually had one of the storylines was a woman who was pregnant who was single, 
Okay. That she goes on because most women that are pregnant that are like two or three months pregnant go on the love boat, right? Because right, you you want to be on the sea when you have morning <laughs> right, sickness, right? right exactly. Uh, and she meets a guy, and then she has to tell the guy, you know, they fall in love, and then she has to tell the guy, obviously, that you know she's pregnant. And uh, the doctor, Bernie Copel, yeah, was very understanding. Siegfried from uh, Get Smart. <laughs> Right, exactly. So he was very, you know, very compassionate, but they had this abortion kind of sideline, you know, that it was this, you know, this, the love boat. And they talked about how she doesn't feel right about taking a life with, so it was kind of weird that all of a sudden in this love boat, they have a, wow, they have a thing on abortion. Wacky you know? comedy. Yeah, really. It was uh, with a laugh track. You know, <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, did you know that that was the last show ever to have uh, a fake laugh track like that? I mean, if no, you I tune into shows now, they have laugh tracks, but they're not—they're uh, not fake. They're filmed in front of studio audiences. Uh, have you ever been one of those studio audiences? Have you ever been in a live studio? No, well, never. Uh, oh God, this has got to be ten years ago. Me and Michelle and our buddies Scott and Cindy. We went to the uh, Joan Cusack show. Do you remember the Joan Cusack show? I, I, think, I think it might have been 20 years ago. It could be. Uh, yeah, it was certainly. Um, it was like a sitcom, but, but it was filmed in Chicago. Yeah, it was yeah. filmed in like this warehouse on the west side. And we were part of the studio audience. And um, I don't know if you know this, but what they do is, you know, they, well, obviously they will do a scene. And if they screw up the scene, they have to do it again. Right. Right. And they have to do it again and they do it again. But after the fourth time you see the scene, it's not that funny anymore. <laughs> right. Be honest. Was it funny the first time? <laughs> not really. Okay. But then but they but they keep encouraging you to really laugh. So it's all fake. I mean, the the the, 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 the even when it's filmed in front of a studio audience and everybody is laughing, you're compelled to do it because they've given you sandwiches beforehand <laughs> i believe they had like three types of soda pops they had coffee there really nice croissants cookies so you feel obligated how long does it laugh. take to film a, a 22 wow, minute show it took a long time i mean i remember yeah i mean it probably three hours two three hours wow. something like that uh so but i did watch that show when it was broadcast and I tried like the fifth time I saw the, you know, the, like the fifth time we saw a scene and we had a laugh, I went so over the top <laughs> with my laughing that I tried to, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to listen for, if I could hear my, you know, ridiculous guffawing and I couldn't. So I don't know. I mean, so but, it might still be fake is what you're saying. <laughs> it's exactly fake. It may not be actually, you know, canned on a tape, uh-huh. but it's pretty. It's pretty, it's pretty fake. Well, you know, Uh, just discussing Love Boat with you the other day made me do some research into Love Boat, and I have uh prepared for you a uh, a very quick Love Boat quiz. Would you like to Uh uh, take that quiz? Absolutely. All right. Another one of our favorite shows, another boat-themed show, was Gilligan's Island. Oh, yeah. What was the name of the boat? The Minnow. Very good. Um Every character on, you got you got to have your A game when you're coming with me. Yeah, I'm sorry. But. All right, this is this is going to be a hard one then. Every character, every castaway from Gilligan's Island appeared on Love Boat as a guest star, except for one. Hmm. Um. All right. So Gilligan's Island stops so in the Gilligan, one- the Skipper Two, the millionaire <laughs> and his yeah. wife, the movie star. The professor and Marianne. Those are your characters. 
Well, okay, so Gilligan's Island stopped, what, in the early 70s? I think it was in the 60s. Okay. So, and the Love Boat was, what, in the mid-late 70s, probably? So we have a 10 years from the end of Gilligan's Island to the Love Boat, maybe? Yeah, that's about right. All right, so they have to still be alive. Um, you know what? I seem to remember Alan Hale being on a Love Boat. Of course. So I'm gonna say he that, was on every boat show after yeah, right. Gilligan's Island. Well, McHale's Navy, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he was in Das Boat. Remember that? <laughs> he was in the Titanic. Was oh, there? sure. Uh, uh, and I think I think Bob Denver probably. I'll yes. say that he didn't have anything to do in the eighties or seventies, so I'll say he did it. That's uh, correct. Uh, and Jim Backus, my God, he was on every one of those yes. sitcoms. Yeah. So he uh, he was on multiple his, times on the Love Boat. You know what? I'm going to say his wife, Lovey, wasn't because I bet she may have died by then. No, nope, she was, she was on there. Really? Only Russell Johnson, the uh, the professor, never appeared on the love boat. All right. He, I got another one for you. Right. Captain Steubing eventually got married on the show. Which sitcom mom actress eventually played his wife? Okay. Okay. Was it A, Florence Henderson, B, Barbara Billingsley, C, Marion Ross, or D, Gene Stapleton? All right. Well, Mary, or, uh, Barbara Billingsley would have been too old. I mean, that was in the 50s, right? Or Leave it to Beaver was the 50s, wasn't it? Or yeah. the 60s? Yeah. So she would have been too old for a Captain Steubing. That's he correct. He could have done much. Okay. Uh, and I bet Gene Stapleton, no, that was about, I think Gene Stapleton may be a little too old, too. Yeah, but she she is also not the correct one, so you're on the right so track. It's e- so it's either Florence Henderson or Marion Ross. And by the way, all four of these ladies did appear on the Love Boat as guest stars. I'm going to say Marion Ross was. Marion Ross is correct. Yeah, okay. She right. she holds the record for most guest star appearances at, at 14. Um, and oh, Florence wow. Henderson was on the show 10 times, too. All right, here's the last one. Which actor or actress appeared on The Love Boat the most times after those two that I just mentioned, after Marion Ross and Florence Henderson? Who was on the third most? Was it okay. A, Burt Reynolds? This is minutia. B, <laughs> this is the sort of thing you can... Love- yeah, who was on the love boat the third most time? Okay. <laughs> we promised them minutia. <laughs> okay, we promised right. it. You can flop this out at the next cocktail party. Was it A, Burt Reynolds, B, Debbie Reynolds, C, Charo, or D, Cher? It wasn't Cher. Cher would not. That was not cool enough for Cher. So yeah. it's not Cher. You're right. Uh, who are the other ones? Burt Reynolds, Debbie Reynolds, or Charo? I think Burt Reynolds too big, so it's not him either. True. I say Charo. Charo is correct. She was on 10 times. Talk about someone who committed to the coochie cooch stick. I mean, that's all that's all she had, right? I mean, well, she played guitar, too, didn't she? Yeah, and she she shook it. That's uh, <laughs> but she really made a career out of that. You got to tip your cap to her. Oh, absolutely. I mean, talk talk about mailing it in and just yeah. do it. Is she still performing? I think so. For a long time, she lived in Hawaii. I remember booking her on Stephen Gary show 
when they used to do their Hawaii broadcasts. Uh, uh, but, you know, that was 25 years ago. But uh, mm-hmm. she was still performing all the time in Hawaii, in Vegas, places like that. So anyway, that's my love boat quiz. Do you have any more minutiae for us today, Dave? Uh, well, we've got, uh, you know, the holidays. We're still in are our 22-minute window. Uh, how much time do we have left? Uh, I'm fading, so. <laughs> uh, well, Halloween's coming up, right? Yeah. Well, it is. Um, and um, I, I stumbled upon something on the Huffington Post. Uh, and let me just, and this is a headline and you'll, and after I read the headline, you'll know why it, it struck me. Creationist group wants you to tell tick trick or treaters they're going to hell. Okay. You know, when I was with Landecker show, we used to get calls every year when we, we did like Halloween songs and Halloween bits. People would call us up and say, you are promoting Satan. Uh, some people get very upset about Halloween. We, uh, this is going back. God, it's gotta be. Well, Lila's 14, and Lila couldn't have been over four or five. We were at McNamara's, you know, the restaurant right on Irving Park. You've been there quite a few yeah. times. Mm-hmm. And we were having dinner. It was right around Halloween, and there was a, a family next to us. You know how the seats can be pretty close together. Yeah. And they had a kid Lila's age. And I asked um, I asked the kid, you know, or no, I think Lila actually asked the kid, so what are you going to you know, go as Halloween? I'm going as a princess or whatever. And uh, – the kid had this kind of uncomfortable look about him and his parents said, yeah, we don't, uh, you know, we don't, uh, we, whatever, you know, we, uh, right. for religious purposes, we don't, you know, and I believe that was Lila's first eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> not to, not to besmirch someone's religious yeah. belief and I don't want to do that, but I remember Lila. When was the last I, day since then that Lila has not done an eye roll? Not done an eye yeah. roll? Uh, like a completely eye roll free day. Oh God, it's been certainly Her the bat last mitzvah. <laughs> Did she? Uh, were there any eye rolls that day? Oh yeah, there was. Actually, she was pretty. I don't remember pretty, seeing any that day. No, she was pretty. She was pretty happy on her on her uh, bat mitzvah. She was. She was okay on that one. The eye rolls came the following day, and 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 the six hundred days before the bat mitzvah every day. But on the day of the bat mitzvah, <laughs> I think she was. I roll free, I believe. But okay, I'm sorry. But, so get back to your Halloween story. Oh, so anyways, there is this uh, there is this group called Answers in Genesis. Have you ever heard of Answers in Genesis? I Which I think not. is a, yeah, it's a great name for a rock band. Don't you think? Uh huh. Um, well, they have a website. Uh, I don't know what it is. If you're if you're Answers still in Genesis dot com, could be. Uh, and they've got a shop. <laughs> And what they it's and and you can buy the learn Holly the Halloween learn and share kit, and what is on this uh, what you buy is you buy a DVD with it, with an anti Halloween lecture on it, and there's an anti Halloween book, and you can buy a stack of million dollar bills. Okay, now they what 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 the what the tone of what Answers in Genesis wants you to do is instead of giving out candy. They want you to give these million-dollar bills. Okay. It's, it's the goofiest thing. It's a million-dollar bill with a picture of a dinosaur for the president, okay? Okay. You know, and and it says on the bill, have you ever lied, stolen, or used God's name in vain? The penalty for your crimes against God is death and eternal hell. Here you go, sweetie. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I, I terrible. know. Uh, uh, and then there's also another thing. Have you ever lied, stolen, hated, or dishonored your parents? <laughs> yeah. Have you looked with lust? God says that the, that's the same as committing adultery in your heart. A message on the bill says it's uh, the and the penalty of sin is death and eternity in hell. So fantastic. Um, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I hate Halloween. Yeah. It's not really religious. It's just awful. Um, but what you know? What is worse, me giving out these million dollar, you know, these fake million dollar bills with the with the you're going to hell on it, or bit of honeys? Yeah. Remember the oh, bit of honeys? those are terrible. Oh, yeah. Bit Did anybody actually like bit of honeys? Um. Yeah. That that you knew when you went to a bit of honey house. There's some passive that, aggressive behavior. <laughs> right. Exactly. Now, and don't get me wrong. If there was a ratings of our neighborhood as who gives the best candies. Yeah. Yeah. We're not making the playoffs. Yeah. No. Okay. Neither are we. Yeah. I'm, we, I'm we, clearly a last second. Uh, oh, crap. Kids yeah, are going to be hard, coming by. Hard, I'm a hard candy guy. Right. I mean, oh, I'm, are you I, really? That's worse. Well, you could get like. Well, I at least get the bags of like Snickers and Milky Ways and stuff like that. We have a few of those, but we're de- we're the we're the crappy hard candy house. The Jolly Ranchers and stuff. Oh, Jolly uh, Ranchers aren't bad. Yeah, but I mean, you can get a thousand for like six bucks. You know what happens in my house now is Sean is the youngest. He's fourteen. And his his two older brothers obviously don't get dressed don't up care, and right, trick or treat right. anymore, but they still want the candy. Yeah, of course. So they sent Sean out with the, uh, you know, with the whole family's uh, candy needs on his back. <laughs> you know, and when he comes back, they're waiting for him. Like, all right, what did we get? He's like, what did we get? We didn't get anything. I got it. Is he going? Is he going trick or treating this year? He's fourteen. I think this may be the when? cutoff year. Uh, maybe yeah. he'll probably do another year. He's really short, so he looks like he's younger than he is. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I actually last year Aaron went as a zombie pickle. Not bad. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Michelle made a great costume. She was probably the only zombie pickle on earth. Johnny, Johnny used to come up to me the day before Thanksgiving or the day before Halloween at school because, you know, I was the one home. Bridget was working and he'd say something to me like, um, yeah, this year I want to be a knight in shining armor, a knight in, uh, you know, armor. I said, oh, OK, armor. how are you going to do that? He goes, well, I don't know. Get a costume. I said, get your own costume. I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah. Right. Hello? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Are no, you there? I'm here. Oh, I thought you you blinked out there for yeah. a second, I think. Okay. Wow, we <laughs> anyway, better. Yeah, let's only, wrap this baby up before, before you're... Not only are you sleepy, <laughs> but our internet is sleepy. Go on. Come on, let's go. Let's, go. All right, let's go, to, let's go to our next segment, which, which is our favorite Cub segment. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave. A big week for the Cubs, Dave. Uh, what this coming up week? Yeah, well, I mean, let's face it; it's the baseball playoffs. season's o- baseball season's over. The White <laughs> Sox lost. Yeah, uh, are the Cubs still playing? Oh, right. Yes. So, who were you rooting for? Were you rooting for the Mets or were you rooting for the Giants? I was rooting for the Mets because uh, they their pitching staff is not quite as deep. Uh, and the Giants, well, the Giants has that guy that. That Bumgarner like, guy, yes. But, yeah, that was like four games out of every series. Yeah. 
But he can't pitch until game three of the series. So that's the one good thing. But Johnny Cueto is going to be the starter for a game one, and he is a Cub killer. So I'm a little worried. A little worried about the series. I'll be honest with you. Who's going for us? For the for the got for John the Lester blow. in game one. Who's doing great, right? Yes. We got Kyle Hendricks in game two. Who is really good, right? Yeah. ERA champ. Uh Jake Arietta in game three. He's a little iffy, isn't a he? A little iffy. Yeah. Okay. And then John Lackey, I believe, in game four. And is then, Lackey any good? Uh, he's a little iffy too. And then in game five, back to Lester again. So Baumgarten, who, by the way, I saw an interview with him yesterday. Yeah. Uh, not sure he's a Mensa men- member. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> have you ever heard the guy talk? I have. Yeah. I have. He's a farm boy from North Carolina <laughs> yeah. or something like that. But he is uh, he is a great pitcher. Yeah, right. Um, so he would pitch game three and five or just three? No, I don't think he can. I think he, he's only good for one game. It should be game three. So, uh, so so if the Cubs have to win these first two games, I really do. That's my that's, And they're Wrigley. The and, first two are Wrigley. Correct. Correct. Okay. Now, the last time the Cubs uh were in uh, a series of magnitude uh other than, you know, recent history, 1945 was the last time they were in the World Series, and that happened right. this week in history. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about some of those games. I won't go over all seven of them. Um, but a couple of highlights for you. For instance, in game one, this is from the Chicago Tribune. A paving brick helps Cubs win. The happiest man in Detroit was Charles John Grimm, the inspiring 48-year-old leader of the triumphant Chicago Cubs. The leather-faced Grimm was grinning from (laughs) ear to ear and whistling with boyish enthusiasm (laughs) as he led his chilled and shivering players into the steam-heated dressing room. Andy Lotshaw, the club conditioner, or, you know, trainer, okay. uh, explained he had soaked two huge paving bricks in hot water while the Cubs were on the field so that uh, the pitcher, Hank Borey, could keep his arm warm between innings. And that was their secret to victory in Detroit. Didn't they have, didn't they have heat back in 1945? Um, yeah. They did have heat, but uh, this was, uh, you know, more effective. The, you know, the Tigers—they're—they're they're notorious for turning off the heat in the uh, opposing <laughs> uh, players' dressing room. So okay, so basically, so that was game one. All right, so you won game one. Okay, go Cubs. Okay, all right, now I'm going to take you to game four. Uh, actually, right. game three. Game three was a one hitter. The Cubs won a one hitter. Okay, uh, but game four is the one that uh, is remembered uh, because of the whole alleged curse of the goat. But I looked okay. up how they wrote about it that day. Um, it doesn't really sound that ominous. You want to hear it? Sure. Um, this is written by Arch Ward in the wake of the news. Andy Frayne had trouble with only one fan, Billy Cianis, the owner of a tavern near Chicago Stadium, who insisted on bringing a goat into the box seat section. Cianis had a ticket for the GOAT, which was paraded through the American League area of front box uh, customers. The, uh, the critter wore a blanket on which was pinned a sign reading, We got Detroit's GOAT. <laughs> but Frayne finally convinced Cianis that GOAT should be with Navy football teams, whatever that means. <laughs> and that was it. That's the whole so, thing. 
So there, there was an usher named Andy Frayne. Was he the only usher for the entire ballpark? Well, no, he was in charge of the Andy Frains. They're named after okay. him. But his, okay. There really was an Andy Frayne. His name was Andy Frayne. Do they still have Andy Frains there? No. No, I think the company went out of business about 20 years ago. But uh, oh. they, they were security guards in every uh, major Chicago uh, venue for many, many years throughout our entire childhood. You remember the and they Frains? And they were imposing, weren't they? Remember they dressed in like these... Yeah, like like uh, like, the, like like a policeman, like they had like the policeman hat, yeah. they? and the yeah. and the gold rope. Yeah, and they have like the rope around their arms. It, they were like little cadets, right. basically. Right. Well, they weren't little, if I remember right. No. The Andy Frains were not little. No, they um, yeah, the the Andy Frains now posed are the the ushers now the Wrigley Field ushers now not nearly as imposing as they were back then when we were kids. So would you like to know how the Cubs blew it in this World Series? Because you yeah, know, I would love to. They did yeah, not I would love win. To. Right. Uh, they in Game Six, they had to bring in their ace as a relief pitcher towards the end of the game. It went into extra innings, and he pitched four innings of no hit relief. It's game six in he Game was Six, be- and the Cubs okay. won it in the bottom of the twelfth on a Stan Hack double so the cut so it was three games to three going into game seven but their ace had just pitched in relief so of course who did they start game seven with the goat the ace the ace they brought it back the next day and he got rocked and they lost nine to three oh man and the cubs that's all right we'll been back to the world series since we'll get them next year this year 46 is gonna be our year year. this year all right well, good luck. I know I mentioned a couple of weeks ago I don't yeah. have any hate for the Cubs. Now, granted, I don't have any hate now. Talk to me in about two weeks if they're still in it. Then there may be some hate. <laughs> I would bet money on it. Yeah, right. So, But now I'm okay. You can win your little first round. Well, we'll, know, we'll know by next week's podcast how, how that's all turned out. Uh, we, we go now to our final segment, which we call Celebrity Potpourri. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Okay, Dave, you've got to pick the name out of our hat. We have put all uh, celebrities that I've met over the years on pieces of paper and thrown them in a hat, actually in a bowl. What is it, a bowl or a jar? It's a it's a jar. It's um. Do you, you ever go to Costco? Well, you don't go to Costco. Costco with the big cheese balls. Okay. It's and in it's, there. It's, yeah. So, and I picked it out. And Jennifer Flowers. Jennifer Flowers. Okay. So, here's the Jennifer Flowers story. I'll, I'll tell it to you quick. This is not a really long story. 1996, she came out with a book uh, right as Bill Clinton was running for president the second time. And, you know, there were some revelations in there which have proven to be true <laughs> as it yeah. turns out yeah but, the pierce bill yeah pierce bill uh doesn't always think with his head no well, well he doesn't yeah, think with right. his brain right right yeah. right right. he may think with his head <laughs> yeah uh, but uh jennifer flowers came into our show and she was running a little late so i just got her right into the studio but i'll tell you um she was the shortest celebrity i ever met Really? Yeah, I really? I want to say she might be, I don't know, four ten or something like that. And she was wearing oh, so, heels. I mean, she's like a she's like a miniature person, super super tiny. 
Um, but anyway, uh, we had no microphone for her because we were in the middle of rebuilding our studio at that time. So she had to share a microphone with John Landecker. And she was mm-hmm. like face-to-face, I'd say about four inches away from his She was face. an attractive young lady, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. I thought she yeah. was. Um, and she and John were flirting. and But the thing that I remember about that interview more than anything else was the, John, the question that John asked her. He, he, Sid, sitting four inches away from her, he looked right in the eye and said, all right, I got to know. Bill Clinton, big <laughs> or small political caucus? <laughs> and she yeah. smiled and said, yeah. small oh. political caucus. So she's not the only one who was tiny. Exactly. Really? Oh, okay. So uh, there you go. That's that's right. my Jennifer Flowers story. If you'd like to uh, hear more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at EckhartsPress.com. You can check us out at ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. Uh, radio Misfits is our radio home, and there are lots of other great shows that are part of the Radio Misfits podcast network, including the uh, flagship show, which is Lasano and Friends. And Dave, aren't the lo- you it's, it's the love It's the love boat of the network. It is the love boat it's of the cru- network. It's the cruise ship of our network, yes. Uh, what were you saying? I'm sorry. You're going to be before. on the show, aren't you? Come yeah, on. November, although uh, Tony hasn't gotten back to me as far as which show I'm going to be on. And evidently, uh, Tony doesn't understand how how booked up I can get with personal appearances. So he's better, <laughs> he, he better tell me where I'm going to, November's filling up. So I don't know, but yes, I'll be on, uh, I'll be on his show in November sometime. Are you uh, doing it? I can't this time, but, uh, I will do it again in the future. I've been on three or four times in the past. Um, but I don't think I have the record. I, I, I watched the list <laughs> of, uh, celebrities. He's had some, he's had some people on quite a few times and they're a little bigger names than a Rick Kempfer or a Dave Stern. Uh, Florence says he had Florence Henderson. He's not had Florence Henderson or Marion Ross. Uh, okay. Um, both of them still alive, right? Both of them still alive. Okay. If you'd like to drop us a line, you may at minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tony Lasana, who is also the executive producer of this show and his production company, Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Minutia Men. Go Cubs. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'll even say it. Go Cubs. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Lasano and Friends. Happy to be here today, Cheryl Scott, meteorologist. Hi, Fred Winston, Chicago radio guy. I'm Rob Hart in Chicago. How about that weather? This is a good show to do that. Yeah, what the hell, man? It's, uh, <laughs> I don't th- blame the messenger. I'm not blaming the messenger. <laughs> That's got to be the worst part about being a meteorologist. They blame you for the for, for the sun or the snow or whatever. Right. I'm so. like everyone's best friend when it's sunny in seven days. <laughs> <laughs> and like yesterday, it was everyone's worst friend. Yeah. But I know that weather changes so dramatically. We do seven-day forecasts. And right. I go, well, seven days, it sometimes changes seven times in those seven days. <laughs> <laughs> but science is getting more and more accurate. Oh, it does. So has the Earth been knocked off its axis? I, I, I keep hearing stuff uh, about that. Uh, from the conspiracy idiots at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and that's 
exactly where we'll go with. Lasano and Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com.